Hey kids, this is me, your dude, Ice Hero Robot, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. We're going to talk about a wrestling show I went to, we're going to talk about being on strike, out there walking the picket line, all kinds of stuff like that. It's going to be Oot, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat! Okay, Ice Robot, let's get this party started right, let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. That's right, this is World Famous with IC Robots broadcasting on KRJF 92.3 in Santa Rosa, simulcasting on KWTF 88.1 in lovely Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay is such a nice place, I love it, I think it's great. Anywho, we're also available on uh, www.icrobots.com on the... Uh, on the good old world wide web, on the internet, the information, the information superhighway. You know, there there used to be like so many different ways to say internet. Yeah, internet, world wide web, information superhighway, all these, all these things. But now I think that uh, what I hear people say most about internet is Wi-Fi. You call it the Wi-Fi. Like when you're somewhere, people go, oh, the Wi-Fi is out or I can't get good Wi-Fi here. You never hear them say like, oh, I can't get on the world wide web or I can't get on the uh information superhighway the net the net with sounder bullock none of those none of those names still fly today it's all it's all wi-fi in a in the sec from now we're gonna open up a figure i got a figure over at the gamestop the gamestop has really been like it's been just for me like just it's awesome for action figures lately i'm talking i'm talking about the one over in uh, the mall the Santa Rosa Plaza. I hope that uh, I hope that you guys don't go there and buy all the figs because I myself like going over there and buying all the figs. They got all the new Indiana Jones over there. They got the new GI Joes. They got all kinds of fun stuff. This is just a, a personal endorsement from me. This is just me myself, good old IC robots uh, enjoying enjoying a nice shop over at the mall. I still go to the mall. I don't know how many of you guys do there. There's always people there. It's not as crowded as it was back in the day, but it still it still has people going on. I want to I want to bring up a mall memory. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was something that was covered on KFTY TV 50 back in the day. But at one point, there was like a display of hot tubs in the mall, on the ground level of the mall, on the side where Sears used to be. It was in Sears in front of the KB up top by uh, where I think it was Lens Crafters. It's Lens Crafters now. I think it was Lens Crafters back then. But they they had like four or five hot tubs like all set up there that you could, you know, you could look at and purchase. A couple of them had water in them, which is which is weird because when you when you go some places and look at hot tubs, they're usually empty. So you can see what's going on. But they had like the jets going, like the bubbles going and all that stuff. So you can really get a good idea about all that. But um, they had these hot tub displayed out there for like a long time. People got used to it. You got really accustomed to it. It was there for like months and months and months. And then one day, one day, this high school kid jumped from the upper deck down into one of the hot tubs. And somebody caught it on film. And they put it on uh, KFTY TV 50. I recall seeing this myself. I haven't been able to find any videos of this, so this might be one of those weird things that, like, you remember happening but didn't actually happen. I don't know. If you remember this, do you remember somebody jumping off the top of the mall by LensCrafters and landing in a hot tub down on the, uh, on the floor level? Now, I gotta say, I don't recommend jumping off anything into anything. Anytime you do any kind of leaping, it's a serious risk. You don't know... What's going to happen? You could leap and get caught by an updraft. And next thing you know, you're going straight headfirst down. You die. You get squished. Your head is flat. You'll get Frankenstein. I do not recommend it at all. When I think about people falling, what image always comes into my head is the game Circus Atari. Shout out to Ferg. Shout out to Ferg of the 2600 Game by Cartridge podcast. But it makes me think about the game Circus Atari and how you would use this teeter-totter. And you would launch people up in the air, and they would hit balloons. But if you fail to catch them on the way down, they land head first, and their head is totally flat. That's what will happen to you if you jump off the top of the mall. So please don't do it. We're going to move forward. But if you if you remember this, hit me up. I would like to know more about this, uh, this thing that happened or maybe didn't happen. I know not. This is world famous. World famous. Everyone out there thinking that they are world's famous when they haven't done one thing to make them anything more than the corn cob sucking loser that they know they are. World's famous. World's famous. You think you are that, but brother, your own mom forgets your name sometimes. Your own mother doesn't even remember that you exist. How famous is that? 
not famous at all. Up next, I see Robots is going to open up a Power Man action figure he got at GameStop in the mall. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I got this figure when I was over at the GameStop in the mall. I think that it was, I think that was a Saturday, but it's been, it's been quite a while since I actually factually bought this. I bought it, and then I asked the wife if she could carry it in her bag, and then somehow it wound up in the bedroom, where it's been like floating around in this purse that she sometimes uses on the weekends for about a month now, and she... She found it, brought it to me, and I gotta say, I completely forgot that I bought this Luke Cage Power Man 3.75 inch retro action figure over at the mall. But I was really, like, I was really happy when I found out. When I found out I had it, it was like, it was just like this amazing gift. This gift they kept on giving. When I was over there at the, at the GameStop, I think that they had, um, Doctor Doom and they had the Hulk. In this wave, this is the case breakdown for this wave. This is wave eight. There's two Doctor Dooms, two Spider-Womans, one Power Man, one Spider-Man. It's like a 70s kind of animated Spider-Man. One Wolverine in the yellow suit, and then one big green Hulk. I saw the big green Hulk, and I saw Doctor Doom. I seriously considered getting Doctor Doom. Like, I really did, because Doctor Doom is one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites in, like, all of uh, fictional literature. I think the dude think the dude is well-written. I think his motivations make sense. At least they make sense to me. If somebody put a scar upon this beautiful visage, I would, I would go insane. I would become an evil mastermind. Fortunately, that's never happened. I remain unscarred. I remain unblemished. I remain clean out there out there in the world, but our guy Dr. Doom, he's not. He slapped a mask on. But uh, I ended up buying Power Man. Power, Power Man, Man Luke Cage. I'm a big, 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 big fan of Power Man. Back in the day, my little bro and I were crazy on that black exploitation movie tip. We liked Shaft. We liked, uh, we liked it all, dude. We were into Isaac Hayes movies. We were into, like, those, you know, the Truck Turners. The Isaac Hayes Truck Turners. We were into the Fred Williamsons. We would rent these down over at, uh, Video Antics. Video Antics over by the, uh, McDonald's Mission Plaza. That's what it's called now. I think that's actually what it was called then. But there was Video Antics. Then after Video Antics went out of business, it became Cooperstown Comics. Two awesome stores in a row. But I would um I would go over there. We'd rent these movies. We loved the covers. We thought they were crazy. Zulu Gestapo. All these all these weird movies. We bring them home. And then when I discovered Luke Cage Power Man, he had that like he had like that seventies vibe, that black exploitation vibe. And I just thought this guy was the coolest. I thought he was the coolest. He's one of the dudes I never, I never really not never thought that I would have an action figure of because they only made like your Spider-Mans, you know, your, uh, the Hulks, the big green Hulks and things like that. And your guy like, your guy like Luke Cage, he just never made it. So when I saw, when I saw this in the store, I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy. I grabbed it up. He has the yellow shirt. He has the, uh, belt that's a chain and he has the, uh, the tiara. I always thought it was interesting that our homeboy wore a tiara in the in that day and age in the 70s. But you know what? A lot of dudes wore a lot of outlandish gear. I mean, take a look at some of these disco guys. Take a look at some of these early hip-hop guys, your Africa Bambadas, your Furious Five. Some of these guys had some really out-there attire, you know. So it's not completely outlandish that our dude might rock a tiara because I can see... I can see, like, a hip-hop vibe, and you're just like, you know, this is so, this is so over-the-top. This is so outlandish. This is so garish that it's definitely flashy. It's definitely flamboyant. It's definitely cool. I get it. I get it. Before we get too far into uh, the action figure here, let's, let's find a bit more about, like, who, who even is Luke Cage? Who is this guy? Created during the height of the black exploitation genre. Luke Cage had been imprisoned for a crime he did not commit and gained the powers of superhuman strength and unbreakable skin after being subjected voluntarily to an experimental procedure. Once freed, he becomes a hero for hire and has 49 issues of solo adventures. In issue 50, Cage teams up with fellow superhero Iron Fist as part of a crime-fighting duo in the renamed title Power Man and Iron Fist. He later marries the super-powered private investigator Jessica Jones, with whom he has a daughter. In 2005, writer Brian Michael Bendis added Luke Cage to the lineup of the New Avengers, and he has since appeared in various Avengers titles, becoming leader of a group of reformed supervillains called the Thunderbolts, and eventually becoming the mayor of New York City at the conclusion of the 2021-2022 crossover event Devil's Reign, succeeding the Kingpin. 
Wow, I don't know what happened. Those loops were all over the place. I apologize for that. Not cohesive in any way. But uh, Luke Cage, man, he's cool. I've been reading it forever. When when Bendis, uh, Brian Michael Bendis took over the character and put him on the new Avengers, I think that was like, that for me was the personal high point of Luke Cage. Like I felt like this dude, this guy that I'd been supporting for a really long time had finally made it to um, to the big time. He was um, He was an Avenger. How big could you be? And then... Then they based a TV show off that. The the Marvel TV shows, the ones that were on Netflix, they're all, like, really loosely based on the Bendis run. Bendis made Jessica Jones. Bendis had Iron Fist in the Avengers. Bendis had Luke Cage in the Avengers. Those were... Those were all his guys, and the the whole Marvel thing, that was all, all, all his. Not the Punisher, though. I'll, I'll let other people take credit for that. But anywho, I I was into it, dude. He really took this guy who was like, he was like a hero for the people, and he put him on this, like, international stage. And our guy, our guy did well. During the Civil War, which was one of my favorite events of all the time in space, during the Civil War, he formed his own team of Avengers that took on... Iron Man's team. At first, it was Captain America's Avengers, but then Captain America died, and Luke Cage kept the fight going on and on and on, way past the break of dawn. It was really, it was really something. But let's, let's just break into this figure. We're gonna go ahead, we're gonna rip it quick, because I don't, I don't want anybody out there listening in their car to crash by all the crinkling. So I went, I went ahead and just pulled it off. He's inside of a bubble, inside of another bubble, with, with a small piece of paper. Let's, uh, let's see what this paper is right here. I don't really think it's too important. Some safety precautions. He has no accessories of any sort, but I don't know what kind of accessories a guy like Luke Cage would have. He basically, he basically, he fights, man. He fights with his fists. He has unbreakable skin. He's super strong. He throws blows and elbows. He fights, you know, straight up NYC street style. Our guy's from Harlem, dude. He rules Harlem with an iron fist, a soft and polite iron fist. Let's Let's take a look, though, at this figure. The facial sculpt is honestly very good. It's really, it really looks like how they drew him on the card. You can really see the similarities between the card art and the actual figure. It's nice. Nice to see something like that. His shirt is open down to his midriff. You can see he's buffed. He has gauntlets on his wrist, and he has a... He has a chain around his around his waist. I'm sure that these gauntlets and this chain, I'm sure it's all very, very symbolic, and I can I can appreciate that. He moves at the at the shoulders and at the legs and at the waist. He's very much like a Kenner Star Wars figure. As a matter of fact, on the uh, on the card art, it says Kenner, not Hasbro, which is which is really cool because this is definitely in line with a Kenner figure. I'm gonna take this guy. I'm going to put him on the shelf. I think he's great. I really do like him. I wish I wish that I had these when I was a young sprat. These would be so fun to add to your G.I. Joe battles. Like, all of a sudden, G.I. Joe teams up with, like, Luke Cage to take on Cobra, who's teamed up with Doctor Doom. That would be fun. They made other figures, but they just weren't in scale of your Joes. 3.75 inch is the scale of the gods, as far as I'm concerned. Let's, uh, let's roll the chair around. I can see... From here, I have, in this set, I have the Falcon, I have Captain America, I have the Silver Surfer, I have Daredevil, and I have somebody else who I cannot make out. And now, I have Iron Fist. Sadly, this is the last wave. This is the last wave of these. The creator said they've gone ahead and made everybody that they wanted to make. And I say, I say Poppycock. If that's the case, if you've achieved all your goals, keep on going. Give me a Dazzler. Give me a Rom the Space Knight. Give me a Deathlock. Give me any number of these weird, off-the-wall Marvel characters that we all know and love. I think this figure's great. I'm really happy with him. He only cost, uh, only cost $11.99. You can't beat that, dude. Right in my wheelhouse. Let's, let's go forward. Up next is at the movies. <laughs> In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Young Max, one more offence and you'll be behind bars. Flora, you're his mother. Find him something to do. It's so sexy. Okay. Is that why you took it off? Well, let's focus on you. Warren's son, now playing at Summerfield Cinema. Ah! 
I saw Flora and Son over at uh, Summerfield Cinema on a Sunday evening. I think there were like 10 to 15 people in the theater, which I thought which I thought was pretty good. It wasn't playing in one of the two big ones. It wasn't the number one or number two. It was off on, uh, I think it's number four, which is which is like a fairly big cinema, like all things considered. There's there's a fair amount of seats. It's not one of like your, um, it's not one of like the small little boys. It's it's like a medium to big boy. And there were there were a few people in there. Flora and Son is the latest from John Carney, who you might know from Sing Street, which is which is one of my favorite movies of all the time in space. I love that movie. I think presently it's on Netflix if you want to find it. It's called Sing Street by uh John Carney. It's just it's an outstanding movie about a about a kid growing up in Dublin trying to find his way in the music world. All of John Carney's movies have they have something to do with music. And this one this one is no different. It stars Eve Eusen, who you might know as the uh, daughter of Bono from U2 and Joe Gordon Levitt, who you might know from a uh, 30 uh not 30 Rock from the Stars. What is what is the name of that show? Third Rock from the Sun, something like that. It was it was like a sitcom with John Lithgow back in the day or our dude was also in a Christopher Nolan movie a Batman movie he played uh you know the dude who was going to be Robin if, if it continued on but he's a he's a good actor a very multi-talented guy a favorite of mine let's let's read the description of the movie they hand out these little uh, paper pieces of paper with all this info about the movie over at the over at the theater single mom Flora played by Eve Eusen is at a loss about what to do with her rebellious teenage son Max encouraged by the police to find Max a hobby Flora tries to occupy him with a beat-up acoustic guitar. With the help of washed-up L.A. musician Joe Gordon-Levitt, Flora and Max discover the transformative power of music. From the musical mind of John Carney, Flora and Son explores the bond between a mother and son on a journey toward a new harmony. Rated R, 94 minutes. I thought this movie was really, really fun. I thought it was really good. It had some cool songs. I had a hoot. Was it as, was it as good as Sing Street? No, it wasn't as good as Sing Street, but Sing Street is in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. So that's a, that's a big, big nut to a crack, big, big hill to climb. And it just, it doesn't get all the way to the top of the Sing Street level, but still, it's a lot of fun. And I recommend seeing this one. I think right now, it's also playing on Apple Plus. It's an Apple movie with some with some product placement for GarageBand. They say the word GarageBand like five to ten times during the movie. But that's all That's all fine because it, in some ways it is possible that maybe the kid would be using GarageBand to make music. So I don't know. It's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind if they mention a product in a movie. If it's kind of like a product that somebody might actually use. Like if somebody's like, oh, I'll have a Coke or I'll have a Dr. Pepper or whatever. It doesn't bother me. It's like, you know, it's people drink Dr. Pepper. I myself, Diet Dr. Pepper. Great soda. Love it. But the, the movie... Very well acted. The music is fantastic. It's really, really like a fun pick-me-up movie, which is which is something we all need from time to time. Every once in a while, you just need something that's going to make you feel good. And during during the whole movie, I was just tapping my feet, having a good time listening to it. Eve, um, Eve Eusen, you might know her from The Nick, the show The Nick that was on Cinemax for a while. I think it's presently on HBO Max. It's a show about, um, about a hospital in the olden days called The Nick in the olden days of New York. It has also Clive Owen. It's a really cool show. I think there's only like two seasons of it, but I, I really did enjoy that. She plays the head nurse in that show. And I think that, I think she has a lot of charisma. She has a lot of, just a lot going for her. And I'd like to see her in more roles. But I always, always wonder when your father's like a billionaire rock star, how motivated are you to go out there and board bikes? I just wonder. I wouldn't be that motivated to go out there and make a movie. Making movies is hard, dude. It's hard work. People like to go, oh, these pampered movie stars. And I'm sure they are pampered, but making a movie is tough. It's not. It's not easy by any stretch. So, with all that said, I'm the good old-fashioned Source Magazine Mike Meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic. I'm going to go ahead and give Floor and Sons a very solid four Board mics. Four mics. Why is it world famous if, like, literally less than, like, nobody has ever heard of it? Charge it. Is this, like, an attempt at irony or something? I don't get it. Charge it. This Week in Japanese League Baseball This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball As we approach the spookiest day of the year, Halloween The Japanese Baseball League kicks into high gear for its traditional October month long cosplay baseball extravaganza During October each team's pitcher, catcher center fielder and shortstop all have to play in full costume 
It's a lot of fun for the fans to see their favorite players dressed up as everything from popular Marvel Comics characters like Power Man, Luke Cage or Howard the Duck, to top-level anime characters like the Macross Saga or Cyborg 009. The month-long Halloween tradition is beloved and respected all throughout the world. Is MLB soon to adopt the promotion? One can only hope. This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. At this time, I see Robots is walking into the studio. He has a glass of water. He will now talk about a WWE show he went to in the city. Yeah, that's right. I actually factually went to a WWE show in San Francisco. It has been so long since I've gone to see the WWE. The last time I went to see them, John Cena was wrestling on the roster. I went to see my dude John Cena. It was it was a worthwhile trip. I don't know if you heard that. The dog the dog just walked out of the room. The second I start doing this is the second that she leaves. She just doesn't like it for some reason. I should honestly probably ask her to leave before I start, but it seems it seems rude and I always think that maybe possibly if I if I like indoctrinate her into this way of uh communicating that maybe she'll just maybe that uh she'll just stay. But it never it never not never works out that way. So we went to San Francisco. The event was at the Chase Center. I've never, ever, not never been there in the entirety of my life. When I when I go to see wrestling, if you've been listening to the show for any period of time, it tends to be it tends to be at the Cow Palace. Your dude is a big uh, big fan of the Cow Palace over in Daly City. I think it's really I think it's a really nice arena for what it is. It's old and it's beat down, but you know what? So is your guy. Me myself, I'm old and I beat down and I enjoy going to old beat down places like that but on the on the flip tip the chase center is the exact opposite of the cow palace in every way whereas whereas the cow palace is over in daily city it's not in a great neighborhood it's all kind of run down the chase center is in like the middle of san francisco in what must be like billion dollar property the whole thing is so new and it's so nice and it is like it is just amazing, quite honestly. The whole area around the arena has like like really cool outdoor art and like sculptures and this is this is where the Warriors play, the Golden State Warriors, if you're if you're not familiar. This is where they play. I've never gone to see the Warriors there, even though I would I would like to. I think that that would be fun. It was a nice nice building, but there's cool like art all around the streets and like picnic tables. It is it's a fantastic area. The parking is great. The parking there was like so easy peasy to get in and out of the walk from the parking lot to the arena. Not that long. It was all all very cool, but I I myself, I'm not like a giant fan of the WWE. I don't really watch their programming at all, like hardly ever. Every once in a while if like I'm going through the channels and I see it, I might I might stop and look or if if people are saying that there's like some new exciting talent that I might want to see. I will I will take a look, but while I'm a giant wrestling fan, I just don't watch a lot of WWE. I don't I don't like how they do it over there. Their style of wrestling, their style of everything, it's just, it's not for me. Plus, they, they have some not really so great business practices. But they were in town, the tickets were affordable, and I decided, you know, it might be nice just to get out. Just to get out of the house and go and do something fun like that. The kid, the kid 2.0 went, the wife went. The kid doesn't like wrestling, like, at all. But she's seen wrestling, like, 10, 15 times over the course of her life because... If you invite her to an event and you pay, she'll just go. She's easy like that. Easy peasy, macaroni and cheesy, just like that. So we got in the car, drove all the way down there, crossed the uh, beautiful Golden Gate Bridge, parked, walked in, and we, we timed it out pretty right. We timed it out pretty great. I didn't mind if we got there late. I'd rather get there a little bit late than early and have to sit and wait. We got there, like, within five minutes of start time. Here's another thing. Your dude, your guy, me, I'll only buy aisle seats. I only want the seat on the aisle. I don't want to have to, like, get up and walk across all these people if I get bored and I want to get up and go to the restroom or I want to go get a soda or I want to do something. I got to be on the aisle. So we got there late, right on time, right into our seats, almost within, like, minutes of sitting down, the show started. It was, it was like a big to-do. The arena 
great sight lines. You look down into the ring. We were fairly close within, within like, you know, an easy distance. You could look down there. You could see their faces. Plus, they have like a massive jumbotron in the middle that was like broadcasting the, the shows and the highlights and all this stuff. So it was cool. You can see everything. Let's, uh, let's just take a quick look at the, the results when we were there. The first match was The New Day, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston against Imperium, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. I did not know the Imperium at all. I don't know a lot of these new WWE cats. I just don't. I do know The New Day. Totally familiar with who they are. They won the match. It was okay. It was alright. Nothing, you know, spectacular. But again, it was the opening match. The New Day was out there. They're playing like a big, like a big horn of some sort. It's like a French horn or something. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know a lot about brass instruments. But he's playing the horn. Everyone seemed like they had a good time. People seemed like they had a good time. And people really seemed like they enjoyed this match. And to me, that's what matters the most. They seemed like they were into it. The next match was Gunther. He's also down with the Imperium, I guess. I know this dude, like, from back in the day, his name was, like, Walter or something. But, like, big dude, big German guy. He defeated Chad Gable. Chad Gable wrestled in the actual factual Olympics. And the WWF has him, WWE has him as, like, a comedy character who got defeated in the second in the second match. Very... Very strange, uh, very strange to me. That's not how I would do it. But this match, this match was actually okay. I thought that it went on a little bit too long. I thought the first match, the opening match, this one felt like it was going on forever. And these, uh, Imperium guys were like, they were good. Don't get me wrong. Good wrestlers in great shape, but I felt like they were a little bit bland in the style. The overall WWE style to me is a bit bland. Nevertheless, the next match was LA Knight against Austin Theory. I've only seen this guy Austin Theory like once. I'm very unfamiliar with who he is to be honest. He was he was all right, good shape, looked good. Kind of athletic maneuvers. I felt like he was all right. But this dude LA Knight. I know this dude from the Billy Corgan NWA and this guy was like the most over dude in the entire show. When he came out, the people started chanting. They started just, they went bananas for Ellie. Kid in front of us, sitting down. He's wearing a Brett the Hitman hard hat, which I thought was interesting. Short, young kid, but then as soon as Ellie Knight came out, he pulled out an Ellie Knight hat and he wore it for the rest of the thing. Ellie Knight won. The match was, the match was all right. Then we had Nia Jax against Zoe Starks. Nia Jax was recently rehired. I think that she's, I think that she's the Rock's cousin, but she was, she was let go a while back and they, they rehired her recently and she came in, won the match. I don't know. It was fine. It was just like a couple minutes. It was whatever. The, uh, wasn't, wasn't a super impressive display. I didn't think, but up next was a pretty impressive display. Out came the dude. Our guy, Gino Vegas, favorite wrestler of all the time in space, not Roman Reigns. It's since changed from uh, Roman Reigns for a while it was Switchblade, Jay White, but now Cody Rhodes is now Gino Vegas' favorite. Cody Rhodes wrestled Damian Priest in a San Francisco street fight, and it was, it was kind of fun. They hit each other with things, kendo sticks and all this stuff. Cody Rhodes went over in the end, as one would suspect. Cody Rhodes is a giant star, man. When he came out... The people went crazy. They didn't have that, like, sustained craziness like they did for L.A. Knight, but the the crowd was crazy. They were electric for Cody. Cody won the fight, put somebody through a table, all kinds of shenanigans. It was fine. But then afterwards, they cut to intermission, and our guy Cody stayed out there the entire time and went around the entire ringside and signed an autograph or took a picture with almost every single person. I would say everybody who was interested in getting a picture or an autograph from Cody got one. He was he was down there for like, it was like a good 25 minutes, the intermission. I'm not even kidding. And our dude went all the way around, signed everything. Then he came back, went into the crowd a little bit more, took more pictures with more people. The dude seems like the nicest guy in the world. I gotta say, man. I've never I've never been one to knock Cody like some people have, but I gotta I got a feeling, man. Cody, Cody's hitting on all cylinders lately. And this display of niceness and all the wrestling I've ever gone to in my life. In my entire life. I've never seen dude sign autographs during the show like Cody did. Dude went around, signed them, everyone Everyone seemed like they were well into it. 
Thursday night, October the 9th at 7.30. First time ever in WWF Bay Area Wrestling History, a $50,000 tag team battle royal. The rules are the same as a battle royal. When one man is thrown out over the top rope, down to the floor, but this time the entire team is eliminated. Enter this unbelievable. The Incredible Machines, the Rougeau Brothers, the U.S. Express, the Giant John Studd and King Kong Bundy, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheep, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake, the Heart Foundation, Jim the Anvil and Brett the Hitman along with, and surprisingly at least to me, the Tag Team Champions of British Bulldog. It'll be one of the biggest nights in Bay Area Wrestling history Thursday, October the 9th, $50,000 Tag Team Battle Royal. Don't miss it. Oh. Shut up! This is I see robots radio. No, no one, one on the corner, corner has a swagger cast. You are listening to KRJF 92.3 FM in Santa Rosa. Simulcasting on KWTF 88.1 in lovely Bodega Bay. All right, we are back. So that was that was what happened during the intermission, Cody. Cody went around and then we uh I I honestly I was super impressed with our guy Cody. He does he does seem like quite a gent. And then then we came back, we came back to the show and we got Bronson Reed against Otis. Otis came out with a gal. I don't I don't know who who she was. I'm I forget. I I had some notes, but I I I didn't catch her name. Otis is uh well, I don't want to be mean or anything, but this is his whole gimmick. He's a big fat guy, but also in real life, I think I read somewhere the dude was like an actual factual NCAA wrestling champion. Like, dude is like a real wrestler for real. And when you see this guy, he's not he's not like he's like a powerful fat guy. Like he's 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 heavy and he's dense and he looks he looks like he could probably bench like six hundred pounds. You know, he's just a powerful looking dude. And he was fighting this guy, Bronson Reed, who's also another like heavy set very powerful dude and they they just like they went at it they collided they smashed into each other they crashed into things eventually Bronson Reed won he took him down pinned Otis right in the middle of the ring I I like Bronson Reed I don't remember what his name was on on the independent circuit but for a while he was in New Japan I thought he was pretty good and then for a while he was in Impact Wrestling and I thought he looked pretty good I thought he looked pretty good on the show he's a big impressive dude who came off the top rope with like a flying splash onto Otis. It was, uh, the arena shook. The whole arena shook. It was very, very scary. And then, and then we had a WWE women's title match. Io Shirai, who's very, very good. She, uh, came from overseas. He's very good. Very good in the ring. She fought Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair was, to me, the big person that I saw on this show. I'm a big fan of Charlotte Flair. I think she's great. I was, you know, big fan of her dad, Rick, back in the day. Rick Flair, of course, the nature boy. I I had never, not never, seen Charlotte, like, wrestling in person before. As a wrestling fan, what I kind of want to do is I just want to see, like, I want to see the Hall of Famers, wrestling Hall of Famers live. That's what... I want. And Charlotte Flair is no doubt future Hall of Famer. I'd never seen her before and I was happy to do so. She looked great. She was like, she was chiseled, dude. She looks like she's doing bodybuilding or something. Like her, her fluid looked down. She was chiseled. Like she was very well defined, super buff. The match was really great. A lot of fun. As the show started to heat up, as it started to pick up along the thing, the matches kind of got a little more fun. And this one, this one was honestly pretty fun. They went all over the place. Charlotte did a moonsault. Eventually, Charlotte was pinned. You're not going to see a uh, title match on a WWE super show. That's what they call them now. Super show. They're not house shows. They're super shows. Just like how they're not wrestlers. They are superstars. And then, well, then we left. Because the main event was uh, The Miz versus Seth Rollins. And we watched it for a little bit. We stayed and heard. Seth Rollins, I, I'm not a fan of Seth Rollins. I mean, he's a really great wrestler. Honestly, dude is super great. Ever since, ever since he was like Tyler Black back in Ring of Honor. Dude is great. He's still great. But. I I don't know. I'm not into the just not into the gimmick character that he has now and I'm not into uh, the Miz. I'm not into the Miz at all. The Miz is fine. The Miz is great, honestly. The Miz, he's like a dude who's great for doing like 
The Miz, Mike Mizanin from the real world, he's a dude who's good for doing, like, media and stuff. He's the dude the WWE sends out when they when they have to do a radio show. If for some reason the WWE had to speak in front of Congress with one of their superstars, I think they would send The Miz. He's that guy. But he's, he's fine for what he is. He's not really, like, an awesome wrestler or anything, but he's a very good performer. Good performer. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna lie, dude's main evented WrestleMania in the past. So what else what else is there to do? That's the pinnacle of all wrestling, main eventing WrestleMania. And he's he's done it. Big shout out to the Miz. We watched we watched like the intros and stuff, and then then we bounced. We'd honestly had enough WWE house show, but still, it was fun. When I was talking to the kid 2.0 on the way out, I said, Did you have fun? She said, you know, it's fine. It's worth doing. It's worth going to see. And I'm like, you know. You're right. It's go. It's worth going. It's worth going to see. Was it super like awesome fun? No. It was fun to be with my family. It was fun to get the three of us together. And we drove there. We drove there in the car. The wife drove, and we gave the kid the aux cord, and she got to play some music there and back. We let her. We let her DJ the car, and I got to hear her her music taste, and that was that was interesting because that that's a very personal look into somebody when you let them have the aux cord. She likes she likes like emo music. She likes this band Water Parks, but then there were other people that she liked uh i was a little happy with she liked to cure she played some the cure i like that she's she's all right dude it's nice to see your kids grow up and realize that they're all right i was very pleased with her i'll tell you this she handled the tickets and stuff when we got there all the tickets are on the phone nowadays you know you get like codes and all this stuff and when we got there she's just like let me just see your phone she took the phone got the code up and she got us through all the ticket things like she she did it she goes to concerts all the time like all the time so she's she's an ace at this stuff so she got us through the checkpoints with ease which was which is cool i mean i could have done it we could do it it's not like it's hard but it's nice to have somebody else do it it's nice to know that you raised a competent person who can help take care of you and can do things it was a very satisfying feeling and those of you who have kids someday you're going to reach this point you're going to reach this point and you're going to look at your kids and you're going to go you know you're competent fully functioning adults and you're going to be very proud of them and you're going to be very proud of yourself and that's what i felt like at this moment and then we just had a good time. We just had a good time, dude. It was a lot of fun just being together and, and being able to do things. We do want to go to the Chase Center again. The Chase Center is amazing. The way the way they have it set up is they have pods. Like, your seating area is called a pod. At least it was where we were. We didn't have, like, high-priced tickets or anything. They're just, like, normal, normal tickets. But they have, like, three areas, three pods in a row. And every three pods has their own restroom, snack bar, bar, and all that stuff. There is almost literally no line for anything. I was in the restroom by myself. Imagine going to an arena and being in the restroom by yourself. And they have a bar there for your pod. They have a snack bar, very well-equipped snack bar, right there for your pod. And dig this, when you buy a drink, you get unlimited free refills. They have like a wall of sodas, a wall of soda dispensers, like all these crazy brands of soda, and you can refill your drink as much as you want. It was really cool. Chase Center gets a big thumbs up from the guy. I want to go back and see the Warriors. I've never seen, I've never seen NBA basketball. That is, that is something I would like to, uh, something I would like to do, having never done it before. But, uh, we're going to move forward. Overall, good time. WWE house show, more fun with the family than it was watching the wrestling, but it's all, all good in the hood. You are listening to I See Robots Radio on 92.3 KRJF in Santa Rosa simulcasting on KUTF 88.1 FM in Bodega Bay. Up next, a look at this week's flea market acquisitions. I went to the flea market and I bought a couple things. Na, 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 na. The flea market was pretty awesome. This past week, I'm referring to the Sebastopol flea market, the Migley's flea market. This one, this one had like two of the best vendors I've seen in a long time, but like both, 
We're like in the same row. Let me let me tell you the story of this one. So we get to the flea market. It's all good in the hood. Weather's nice. We're having a good time. Everything's going good. We go we go into the first uh, aisle on one side. There's like there's like different sides, you know. We're, we're over on this side. We went all the way through there. Then we came over to start onto onto the other side. And the the first vendor there, maybe the third, the third or fourth vendor down we go to. He's a guy we buy from all the time. I think he buys storage units. I'm not really sure. But there's been times when he's had some really cool stuff. I bought like, I bought like Archie's from him. I bought all kinds of stuff. I think that I think that I've talked about him before. He's the guy that I bought that weird thing that you can use to like convert your audio cassettes into MP3s. It's a cassette player you can plug into your into your computer. I bought that from him. But we went to his table and Homeboy had like. I'm not even kidding. Like 50 to 100 battle bees. Do you guys remember battle bees from back in back in the day? They were like these little mini figures, and the the gimmick was the gimmick was that they were animals. They were all like animal shapes, like rhinos or elephants or whatever. And then they had like a thing on their chest, like this heat activated thing that you would rub with your finger that would expose like a different element, like one of the elements from nature, you know, water, fire, earth, you know that that kind of stuff. And then you would you would battle other animals using your element and sort of like a rock paper scissors kind of thing like water beats fire earth beats water i don't i don't remember the exact things but it was it was kind of like that but homeboy had a ton of battle beasts like half of them had the accessories i'm not enough of a battle beast expert to know that they had the proper accessories but like half of them had accessories and then half didn't the half that didn't were ten dollars the other ones were fifteen dollars i only brought $40 with me that day because the flea market's been fun. It's been great, but like usually $40 isn't enough to get me through the Sebastopol flea market. It's a bargain market. And I did want to get a couple battle beasts, but it was like, this was like the first row, the third or fourth vendor in the first row. And I'm like, well, we at least got to go all the way through and then come back. But we'll, we'll skadoodle through. We'll skadoodle through. And then if we don't buy anything that's better, we'll come back and we'll get the battle beast. So we go through and then like maybe two or three vendors down from him. There's a dude. This guy's been coming pretty regularly. I hadn't seen him before this uh, this flea market season, but he has tons of cool toys. He's the guy who had stompers the other week. I think that I I think that I might have mentioned that there was a table that had like four stompers, but not not the the ones that roll in the dirt. The kind that were meant for like rolling through the water. They had like paddles on their wheels. They they were kind of cool. There was a green one that I remember seeing that I thought was pretty neat. It had a paddle on the wheel and it could go over the earth and then you could also like take it through small puddles. It would it would go through that. Kind of fun. Amphibious to a degree like a like a platypus, but he had some of those. This this week, our dude had G.I. Joe's. He had two bins full of, like, bagged up G.I. Joe's with their weapons. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Dude said, if they have their weapons, they're 15. If they don't, they're 10. Just like the Battle Beast. I wonder if he went over there and he saw that. So he, he price matched. So... I start digging through those. As you know, G.I. Joe was like my big toy passion. G.I. Joe and He-Man. But like, I'm digging and I'm digging and I'm digging. The the thing was, I'm realizing I have like most of the ones that I want. I'm really at that point now in my collection. I've been buying Joes for years. And I'm not saying by any stretch I have all the G.I. Joes because I do not. But I, I think that I'm getting, I'm getting near having all the ones that I do really like want to own. And I, I'm digging through, I'm digging through, I'm digging through. And finally, I found one. I found one that I wanted that I hadn't seen before at this price. And it was CoverGirl. CoverGirl is the Wolverine driver. She's a vehicle driver. She only came with that vehicle. She's only been issued once in this form, as far as I know. Never came carded. I got her for $10. She, um, she doesn't have a gun or a grenade or anything. She has a vehicle. She has a whole missile launching operation. She doesn't need a handgun, but she might in case she gets separated from the vehicle. You never know what's going to happen. Better to be prepared. She does have a sidearm on her hip, but it's, uh, it looks like her holster is empty. She's going in unprotected. You're going to have to use like a battle pack, a battle pack weapon to, to fix her up. But she's one I'd wanted for a while. On the online, she goes for like 30, 35 bucks. So I got it for $10. That was really great. Very happy with that. But I decided I do got to hold on to some of my money. So we, we went through the whole flea market and it was fun. We had a good time. It was cool. But I had my mind on those G.I. Joes. By this point, the Battle Beasts have kind of, 
they've kind of left my mind altogether. I'm still into them. I still want them, but like they've they've left my mind for the GI Joes. If I go this Sunday and there's Battle Beasts there, I'm probably coming home with some Battle Beasts. But this week, GI Joe. So I went back to Dude, and I'm like, I'm digging through, and I'm digging through, and I found one that I do want that I don't have, and it is Rakondo. Rakondo's like the jungle fighting specialist. He he has one of those cool, like, Aussie hats that's kind of, like, folded up on one side. He has a little mustache. And he was he was complete with all of his accessories. I saw his gun. I could tell the gun was broken on the tip, but that's fine. I don't really care. It's just, it's just for me. And then the backpack was in there. I have him right here. And I bought him for 15 bucks. I thought that that was a pretty, pretty good buy because on the online, he's like a $25, $35 figure with, uh, with shipping and everything. But I got him, got him for a good price. But then... I got home, and I brought him out to look at him, and I noticed that uh, he has two left arms. The arm on the left is right, the right arm, the proper arm, and the other one is not the correct arm. So I don't, I don't know, I guess he has two of the same arms. I don't, I don't know, man. It's cool, though, I guess, because it's just, it's just for me. I don't really care. I can, I can put his hand behind his back. This is what I've been doing for display purposes. I put his hand behind his back. Like he's standing, like at attention, you know, like a like a British, like a British soldier. It's fine. I don't really mind. Let's uh, let's put him here. We'll put him like this. I'm not like honestly incredibly particular about these kind of things. You know, these are these are just for me. I'm just happy to have them. They don't have to be like 100% perfect. They don't have to be 100% in great shape. I just I think it's fun to have them. And you know, when I was a kid, none of my figures had any of the accessories because I would lose them in mere moments. So it's all. It's all fine to me. The the thing with G.I. Joe's, when you display them, you really have a tough choice about whether you put the put the weapon into their hand or you don't. Because these guys have such fragile thumbs, dude. They're such fragile thumbs that I usually I usually don't. I kind of pose them with with the gun. Like the gun like next to them or like in their cradled in their arms or something. I just I don't want to break their thumbs. I, I've done it too many times and I feel I feel dumb every time. I also I want to talk about something else really quick. Right now, Wendy's has these really great DC figurines that you can get with the kids' meal. You can also you can also buy them for 99 cents. They're small, like muscle figures, and in each little box, you get three. I expected to get one. When I went to Wendy's, I bought a soda and a burger, and I bought one of these, and I'm just like, I expected to get one. I opened it up. I got three. They're really great, really high detailed. So let me let me break down what's in the set. There are uh, six sets all together in three colors. I got green and blue. I don't know what the other color is. My guess would be red. But then you got set one that gives you Superman, Supergirl, and Lex Luthor. Very good set. Set two also a very good set. Batman, Nightwing, Catwoman. This is the old style Catwoman in the purple suit with the cat ears. Set three, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and Cheetah. This one I have. We got this one. Very cool. I gave the wife the Wonder Woman Cheetah. She took him to work. Next set, this is the one I wanted the most. This is the one I wanted the most. Set number four, The Flash, Batgirl. My favorite character of all characters, Batgirl, and Gorilla Grodd. I got it. We did get it. Next one is Green Lantern. I think this is a this is a different Green Lantern. I think her name is Jessica Cruz. She's a character now. She's a lass. And then there was also Nubia. Nubia is a new character from Themyscira. Not super familiar with her, but I have seen her in like some advertisements in the comics. Seems like you know she's like a Wonder Woman type. Then you have Sinestro in that pack. So you got Green Lantern, Sinestro, Nubia, and then the final one. This one's good too. We got this one as well. Oh, I got the Sinestro pack. We got the one here. Aquaman, Mira, and Black Manta. The Black Manta looks really great. These are super duper fun. I'm not even kidding. Go check these out now. Hold on. We're getting uh, Grandmaster Grandpa's in my ear right now. It looks like Pooptronics wants to... They want to break into the signal. They have the... Uh, I think that they're... I think they're fixing to tell the big announcement. That's what Grandmaster Grandpa's saying. So we're going to... He's going to patch that in um, one two, three. Okay, get ready. Flip the switch. Come on. I don't, I don't, I can't keep vamping like this forever. Just, okay, hit it. Here we go. Pooptronics. Hello. This is Gareth from Pooptronics Legal. Now is the time we have been waiting for. Interest in Pooptronics is at an all-time high. And now, the moment you have been waiting for, the big reveal of the new product. Here it is. The latest product from Pooptronics is the home cloning machine. Yes. You can now, with the help of Pootronics, make clones of anyone you know or you need is a small bit of their saliva. You know, like the samples so many people gave to the perspirometer. Thanks for that, by the way. 
How does it work? Well, that's a pooptronic secret, isn't it? A need-to-know basis type thing, mate. Anyhow, here is a fine example of our work. The clone of Gino Vega to tell you all about it. Gareth, hello, this is me, it's me, Gino B. And yes, I am a clone and I am loving it. I have never been happier ever in my life and I am here to do your bidding in any way. Nothing would make me happier than to be a servant of Putronics for as long as my clone life lasts. That is great to hear. If you weren't happy, we could always destroy you and make another. Glad to see you were so stoked. But my friends, that is not the only thing we have today. Oh no. Today I am proud to present the latest cloned loser. Here is now. Why not say hello? Hey, it's me or dude. I seen robots from eight long years ago. Back when the show was actually about something. Toys. Now, I don't know. What even is it about? Anyway, I am so happy to be a clone and to have Gareth and Pooptronics tell me what to do. So, dudes, when you see a Pooptronics brand home cloning machine at your local P-Mart, make sure to buy it. It's totally awesome. Pooptronics. I, I haven't even seen a, a home cloning machine. Is that, is that where we're at now, Pooptronics? I... I don't approve of this in any way. You do not have my approval to use my saliva to make clones. I, I don't even know. So I guess, I guess this means that Ensign Melissa was also a clone, and that is why she blew up. And then, uh, Gino Vega has been a clone for a while now. Do we, do we know how long this this has been going on? How, how long he's been a clone? Uh, man, I don't. I don't even know what to say about any of this. This is, uh, hmm. um, well, I hope that you guys didn't send in any saliva samples for the perspirometer. I did advise against it for the record. I did take the commercials. I had no choice, but I did say that I didn't think that it was a good idea. I hope that none of you, uh, did that. I, I'm seriously at a loss for words. Pooptronics, you never... You never fail to astound me, not because of your technical acumen, but because of your loathsome uh, business policies. I I regret ever working for you guys in the first place. Uh, man. Uh, I think that we are gonna call it a day right about now. I think that this. I think this has been enough. So. Uh, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off. You can find us um, on uh, Threads. That's at IC Robots, Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Uh, get the show, IC Robots.com. So, I don't know. If you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of it. All right, um, bring an organ. And you know, I got to have that. On a mystery. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack. Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip. The whole world sees you as a hypocrite. Live out the first law and make yourself preservation. If the show doesn't help you, change the station. If you don't want peace in the world, love, peace, and happiness in an endless world. If all you want to do is keep the whole world back, you're the one that's whack. And we're world's, world's, world's famous. Y'all slick blow. That's right. The Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. <laughs> Incredible strength. <laughs> This has been an IC Robots Radio production.